Good morning, everyone. Today is the 4th of June, 2018, the 155th day of the year, with 200 days remaining. The full flower moon of this past week has been substantially endorsed in our garden, where the burgeoning blooms of lupin, buttercups, and comfrey display themselves raucously. For several years now, we let the wildflowers do their thing, and when the blooms have gone by, we cut back the stems as much as possible and proceed with sowing the various vegetable seeds that will become our late summer and early fall crops. Snap peas, bush and pole beans, crookneck squash, sweet corn, carrots, red onions, and sugar pumpkins. Elsewhere we have seedlings, chili peppers, finger eggplant, and cherry tomatoes already growing separately in wide, deep clay pots on the adjoining patio. Our little backyard botanical universe has its own microcosmology, moving at its own speed, yet echoing, nonetheless, Einstein's special theory of relativity of more than a century ago. And the subsequent scheme of continuum Einstein's mathematics teacher, Hermann Minkowski, announced. The views of space and time, which I wish to lay before you, have sprung from the soil of experimental physics and therein lies their strength. They are radical. Henceforth, space by itself and time by itself are doomed to fade away into mere shadows, and only a kind of union of the two will preserve an independent reality. A little less than 48 hours ago, the International Astronomical Union confirmed that a small asteroid 10 to 16 feet or three to five meters in diameter, had entered Earth's atmosphere. The National Aeronautical and Space Agency's Jet Propulsion Laboratory's Center for Near-Earth Object Studies had clocked the asteroid on approach at 27,738 miles, or 44,640 kilometers per hour. Upon entering our atmosphere, the asteroid, now named 2018 Lima Alpha, became a fiery meteor 30 miles or 50 kilometers above South Africa. Had 2018 Lima Alpha been larger than it was, say four to five times, such as the 60-foot diameter meteor over Chelyabinsk, Russia, five years ago, with a blast that broke windows in five Russian cities, what might we have said? Inventor, engineer, and physicist Nikola Tesla says, Our virtues and our failings are, separate, are inseparable, like force and matter. When they separate, man is no more. In the 19th century, philosopher and historian Thomas Carlyle posits, The greatest of faults is to be conscious of none. Two centuries later, we are in a galaxy of possibilities, limited only by the choices we make, choices that are reflected in the space-time continuum we create. And like those asteroids of various sizes that become meteors of various sizes, our collective influence has everything to do with the magnitude of the resulting effects. More than two millennia ago, Socrates purportedly issued an end-of-life remark, admonishing his audience that the unexamined life is not worth living. 
In the centuries since, much has been conjectured regarding the elitist implications of Socrates' admonition. But let's ask ourselves, how often do we refrain from really considering the implications of what we are up to? More than any era, perhaps, we in the 21st century are daily being presented an inescapable collage of failings, as Tesla calls them, or faults, as Carlyle was wont to say. Daily we are acquainted with the calculus of short-sightedness, of unsustainable manufacturing processes, of ever-questionable economic practices. Yet our hope is increasingly before us, not in what Martin Luther King Jr. called paralysis by analysis, or what experienced academicians call committeeitis, but in realizing the fundamental duality of our existence, in which, as Indira Gandhi observed, we must learn to be still in the midst of activity and vibrantly alive in repose. For more on Omain, happy spring.